3: Here we go. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. We are live in Surprise, Arizona, where the Rangers are set to play baseball against the Rockies. And a good afternoon. Welcome into the show. How the hell is everybody doing here in this broadcast booth?
1: General, I have, I think we're off to a really good start. Had a great crosstalk with uh, the boys and the, the KMC, and uh, I think we're ready to go. we got great Ranger lineup today out you. in front of us. we going to a great show, but... Looks like some fun baseball. Mike Baskin and I were talking about before the show. Yeah. This could be our starting lineup that we uh, see uh, going out here to, uh, for the Rangers cool. this season to start this thing. So
2: excited about that and excited to be with you guys again. I'm feeling right at home. I look over to my right. I see some Hicksy. I see some Sandman. So we got some Rangers baseball. We're going to get to see Lighter. We're going to get to see Rocker. Bradford will start this baby off. This is fun. This is what it. This is what it's like huh? when the Rangers are playing spring training during our show. We get to look down. Ooh. We have the best seat in the house. Yeah, yep. yeah. This Beautiful. is special.
4: This is special. What do we think about the uh, the blue on purple color
2: clash? I'm kind of digging it right now. Oh, I love it. It's always fun getting to play the Rockies, and the Rockies will hit some. Uh, they'll hit some some dong balls. A couple of dongers. They might. But the hope is that the the Rangers pitchers, like Josh Young, says, you know, they just shove it up their rears. Mm. He did have yeah. a couple of rear end references yeah. this morning. I felt like Josh Young was in his bag with Kane He was. He really was in his bag,
4: and uh, we got a chance to catch up with Josh Young. Uh uh, off the record a little bit in the clubhouse this morning, which was very, very enlightening.
2: Hopefully tomorrow we got our own exclusive exclusive.
4: Let's let's nail that in. Let's lock that down. He seems like a fun dude.
3: Yeah, they'll have a, uh, a clubhouse report coming up from their adventures earlier at, at 5 o'clock. I understand there were a couple of uh, rule violations.
4: Yeah. Hey, a couple of rookie mistakes, man, but we'll get back to the drawing board. We'll clean things up. But, uh, yeah, day one there were a couple of bumps along the way. It's
2: amazing, you know, how the the rumors spread around here. You know, nothing's safe and surprise. KNC finds out. Yeah. Uh I mean I might have it might have happened live on the air with Sean and R J, so I guess that happens. It is a bummer but,
4: that we're letting distractions get out of the clubhouse like that, you know. Yeah. I mean, this early in the season you should already have internally. It, it really should be. You got leaks going on down there. Well,
3: I, I heard the segment, I thought I thought it was terrific stuff, and you'll get highlights of that coming up at five o'clock. This is probably the 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 top matchup that I can think of that I've seen. I've been coming to spring training here for about ten years since uh uh, Gavin Spittle entrusted the Gbag Nation to move into the midday uh, time slot back in 2013, outside of a couple of uh, years there with the the, the stoppage and all that. I've been coming here, and I can think of, like, Prince Fielder. I can think of the buzz when Russell Wilson was here. You know, that was fun. But other than that, like, having this lineup together and, and having these two young guys pitching, there's just uh, quite a bit of a- anticipation, and, and we look forward to talking about this with you guys as it unfolds, probably over the next two and a half hours instead of uh, the next three hours. Hello. Um, Yeah, I I do want to start the show as well, um, you know, with with an extension of an olive branch to Sean, RJ, and Bobby. You know, I I understand as as good of a job as, as Brian does cleaning, they've presented some photographic evidence that's undeniable. Apparently one of those old Sennheiser, like, $18 headsets had some egg residue left on it. Mm-hmm. And if we need to, like, order something up off Amazon and get that replaced as a, a token of our appreciation for them not yeah. being drama queens about it, you know, maybe that's what uh, know, we Gavin, need. To I really, I
1: bit. really do appreciate you going the extra mile to try and be a really good teammate, but mm-hmm. I don't think we have to do any of that, to be <laughs> honest with you. Okay. I really don't. I'll we'll follow your veteran you know, I, I think we've dealt with years for choppies, dirtiness that he deals with in that studio yeah, and studio. i and i sit in his and you know what i i have to get a tetanus shot mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. yeah. because of i sit in that spot where he sits yeah. yeah so yeah no i am not as far as getting a new head headphones all that no he, he it's it's the last three years of having to deal with him i i'm absolutely yeah, I'm you not let him know i'm not going to do that i'm sorry I, I appreciate you trying to be nice about it but you know Sean, him, Bobby, you know, you know Peyton. They they can they can they can. You know, well, I'll trust your uh, your judgment yeah.
3: here because you displayed incredible judgment, not using your own headset. Yeah, you notice for I didn't show. use
1: the Bose uh, yeah. the Bose. And you know what? Hey, if anything about it, Bobby, get your own damn headphones. You know, don't be using the community ones there in the middle of the of, yeah. the,
2: of the radio station. Well said. You know? yeah. Well said. Can I ask you guys something? Because they 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 put me on the spot this morning. All right. So before we left. I texted them each individually, and I just said, hey, we're going to miss you on this trip. But I, I did a personalized text message. You did. And, and it was instead of just putting them all on a group text and sending it, because I was thinking about them. I was like, man, kind of it's, it's a bummer not having them with us.
3: That's the Wolchuk a diplomatic touch.
2: Right. Now, yeah. they got, I don't know if they got offended or they were just like, oh, I'm now the station whore, because I did that. I, I sent them an, an individual text. RJ says I should have just done the group thing. Gbag Nation, you guys make the call, Lucius, I'd love to get your input on this as well. I don't know, Uh, did I handle this incorrectly?
3: How so? How could it possibly be be construed as incorrect?
4: Yeah, I feel like that was gentlemanly of you. They wanted you to group text them all instead of going individual.
2: RJ seems like that's the play, and I'll tell you what, if I had just texted Sean, and he had told them all that, you know RJ and Bobby would have been upset.
3: I, I think that's just a little too Seinfeldish for me, but it doesn't surprise me coming from those guys. No, I mean, they're that, Seinfeld that's, guys.
1: That's what I'm just trying to say. You know, yep. hey, we're—I think we're good teammates. I, yep. I think, but again, for them. You know, they just uh, they need to be kind of like uh, take a step back, I think, a little bit. Wow. about This whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: well they, they're not uh, a, a show that's akin to that. As a matter of fact, no, they not at all. some Significant steps up recently. They have. They've it's done what, a nice job. It's a good I'm, listen. I really yeah. the broadcast. Yeah, I sure
1: do. You got a good show.
3: Mavs host the Pacers tonight. Uh, Seven thirty uh, Mavs an eight point favorite. You guys feeling good about a bounce back?
4: Uh, I'd, I'd like to think so. I certainly would. I, I can't be overly confident at this point. We do get the, the Maxi-Kleba bump tonight. Maybe that's uh, the shot in the arm that we need right here. Yeah, how
1: about this? I just got this from um, guys at the Mavs. It, you know, it's still to be determined, but looking good. Uh, they think they're just waiting a little bit later to decide. But, uh, again, from my guys over at the Mavs, looking good was the first two words out of the uh out of their uh, mouths. Well, that
4: handsome devil, uh, Maxi Klieb, is always looking good, if you ask me. Yeah, if yeah. Maxi's
2: in, guaranteed win. If he's out, I don't feel good at all. We got Ooh. some
4: doubt. If he's out, we got some doubt. That would be tough to lose to the Pacers. Um,
3: but they're a talented group as well. You know, a couple of all-stars.
2: Halliburton. And that's the way the Mavericks go. Yeah. They don't play well against bad teams.
4: Rick Carlisle revenge game. I mean, that's always, uh, always something to, to, to monitor. How's this going to end with Jason Kidd trying to motivate the guys with some uh, psychological tricks here? Man, I I got some – me. We were talking about it with Baskey last night at uh, at the table at Chili's over a couple of delicious uh, tortilla chips. So salsa, I was wondering
1: why nobody was helping me with trivia. Skillet queso. I was on my well majors help me. I get to give majors. You don't a little need good. any help with trivia. Yeah, I needed a little help. You're but a stud.
4: There's a there's a guy who covers the Bucks uh, on Twitter that was like, man, this is playing out just like it did in Milwaukee. Jason Kidd comes out hot. They improve by double digit wins in year one. find success. In year two, the defense slips and uh, the fingers start to get pointed a little bit and uh, basically him doing the line of, you know, the player's got to figure it out. The player's got to figure yeah. it out, like distancing himself from the team. And it's like, oh, no, is this playing out just like the Milwaukee situation? Well, there's
2: one major flaw. Did Milwaukee make the Eastern Conference Finals in year one?
4: Uh, I don't believe they did. No. Right. So there but is they had a 16-game improvement.
2: Sure. and But there is a little bit of a, a flaw in the script here. Right. I mean, it's hard to, to just completely want to just bleep Jason Kidd here when the team was so darn good last year and had such a magical run. Now, if this thing completely falls off the rails. I'm with you here, but I'm not ready to do it just yet.
3: No, I definitely want to give an opportunity maybe to rebuild the roster and give him another shot at it next year before I'd even consider possibly moving on from Jason Kidd, but there is a lot of of frustration in him, and, and maybe there, maybe it goes like, remember the tone that he had last year, how nice he was, like all the press conferences, he was really soft spoken, I was like, man, I've never seen this side of Jason Kidd, like he came back from L.A. like super chill and looking to be like real patient with everything, and you know, maybe after he builds the foundation, he's ready to take the next step. And, and, uh, and the roster so far is, is not being able to pay off. And it's a, it's a real opportunity this year because there's a lot of teams in the West that are around 500. Like, this isn't a tough West to rise to the top of either. So it is a little bit uh, disappointing. But tonight, a big opportunity to start heading in the right direction. And getting Kleba back, it could give uh, kids some lineup combinations that can actually play defense. And uh, maybe that gives them a, a foothold to dig out of this. Stars fall to the Canucks in overtime, five four.
1: Same song, third verse. There, right?
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Vegas lost in regulation, so they actually picked up a point. There you go. In the West, so there is a, a kind of a good way of looking at it. And they've it a been bit.
2: doing well with that, just being able to collect points. But they got to figure this out in overtime. Maybe it'll get better in the playoffs when it's back to five on five in OT.
3: So now we wait to see uh, what the next thing to drop for the Cowboys is, right? Um, and uh, Stephen Jones spoke again today. Ton of things on individual players. I'll start recapping some of this stuff and, and stop me when it gets real interesting to you. Said Leighton Van Der absolutely did uh, enough last year to justify him being re-signed. Leighton had a great year. It's all just boiled down to the economics in terms of, of where he ends up. But he had a hell of a year. Does that sound like they're going to be able to bring him back.
1: Yeah, it sounds like that. You know that they would like to bring him back. Now, again, will people? The the, the thing about Leighton Vander is, as you go forward, you know, pro departments can evaluate the tape. The medical departments have their grades. He has missed some time because of stingers and neck issues and things like that, shoulder problems. So, you know, maybe it's some teams that won't uh, go that route. But the tape for a pro guy to evaluate uh, Stephen Jones was absolutely right about that. I just think the medical stuff might keep him from getting signed by somebody
3: okay he said from philosophically he is not opposed to drafting a running back in the first round chief we know that but Hmm. it depends where if you're taking a player in the top half you're hoping you've got a player who's going to be here for 10 years so that kind of to me sounds like there's oh. no way you're going to draft a guy in, in the top half of the first round ever again because that guy doesn't exist.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a that's a good point for sure. And it's like, well, you're not drafting in the top round this year, so how does that change things? And does sounds that like mean, they'd be up for it? Right, you'd be up for it because okay, we're picking a little bit later on in the first. So even if we're just getting a guy who's going to be here for, I guess, five years. Maybe you can stomach that, um, especially if he's a guy like B. John Robinson, who very likely will be extremely high on their board. But uh, I'm I'm glad they're hopefully going to put to rest the early round one selection of running backs.
2: Yeah, if you have a, a guy that's one of those rare talents, especially at 26, I don't have an issue with it. But uh, I think you're starting to see this is a pretty deep running back class like most years are. You don't have to push the envelope. And a really nice first inning there from Cody Bradford. Three up, three down. Rangers able to uh, send him down in order there. Cody Bradford with a good first inning.
3: Nice, dude. Thanks for the updates on that. Um, Okay, so maybe the more interesting thing with running back is how we're interpreting this line that Stephen Jones had about the franchise tag. We're going to use it, but not necessarily on Pollard. There's only two options for the tag, right? The way he said that doesn't make me want to rule out they're going to use it on Pollard. Right. Is it 50 50 Pollard or Schultz right now for them? And they're just figuring I, out what's the best, what makes the let best. Let me ask sense? you
2: this. What do you think about Donovan Wilson? So Donovan Wilson's tag's just too expensive, right? is it like $14 million? It is. And to me, I like Donovan Wilson, but he's not worth that money.
4: And the, and the Cowboys, I don't know that would, I don't think they would be a team that values this. Now, don't get me wrong. Dan Quinn needs his safeties, but he can find them. Kind of later on in the draft, they don't have to be big money type dudes. So I'd be surprised if they were willing to spend fourteen. Million but he on would a be the
1: guy if you if you were to say, "Give me a third guy." Donovan Wilson would be the third guy you would hmm. say. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Sure, sure, I'm sure. I'm just saying if you're looking for somebody other than
2: Schultz and Pollard, yes, those were the only names. Yeah. Now I wonder Lake if Van Deresh at all.
4: No, I. would I, oh, That that's would interesting. That one would surprise me. I, I don't think Leighton Vander for for many reasons that Broadus just mentioned about the draft and the injury stuff from yeah. from way back. I, I think you're talking about just an undervalued position, and I think the Cowboys would are going to be able to bring him back at a number that is that they're going to be comfortable with.
1: I say that, and then you know here they are. They'll probably tag this guy. Probably need to reach out to some people to see if he's on that list. But the the ones I could think of. Were, were Schultz and Pollard
2: and then Wilson were the main ones. So yeah, that's way think. too expensive for linebackers. You're looking at about $21 million. Yeah, that, that ain't dancing. But now,
3: you, you kind of combine that with the sobering thought of, you know, how they might be valuing running backs right now. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by maybe they're not going to spend big money on a running back and spend it on different positions. That's kind of what, they're, what it, it
4: smells like. Yeah, well, I didn't know if he was like, well, maybe they're that he feels good about coming to a long-term deal with Pollard so they won't have the need to franchise yeah. tag. It's Tony Pollard and then they, they can just retain Dalton Schultz that way. That's I, the hope I, talking
1: I can... to people over there. The hope is that they can they can hold on they can hold on to the tag and, and try and, and wait as long as possible, maybe even up to the last day before it uh, before it happens, before they make that move.
4: There's that Marcus Simeon start yep. that we wanted Marcus boys. Marcus
1: Simeon stand up double
4: Right
3: on. Okay, so we're off and running here at spring training with pretty much uh, a possible Rangers opening day lineup at the plate face in the Rockies. Cowboys on the, uh, Stephen Jones on the trio of, of safeties, it's great to have all three of them. Obviously a priority to keep them together. It will be one of our priorities and typically what their priorities are they figure out um sometimes there's a Randy Gregory or something but it's rare. He thinks the Cowboys have a solid group at receiver. Can we look at maybe improving it absolutely it's fair to say we're looking hard at it in terms of what we ultimately want the room to
4: look like. I hope it, I hope they're looking extremely hard at uh, at that particular position right there. Yeah. They are they they're they're worrying me with their with their lack of emphasis on holy smokes we need a lot of playmakers here. Yeah. On the team's
3: foundation, he says, Dak's the ultimate leader. He's got an insatiable appetite to be great and clean up whatever he needs to clean up. It all starts with the quarterback. Mm. And I think we've got ours. Um, Steele, who's working back from ACL, doing unbelievable with his rehab. He's done as well as anybody that we've ever had in terms of rehab and diligence. So they're feeling good about him and Pollard's recovery from their individual uh, injuries. A lot going on here uh, today, though, uh, G-Bag Nation. It appears Michael Gelkin's going to join us live from the Combine coming up at 3.20. Live from the Combine in Indianapolis, Michael Gelkin will join us here, the morning news writer. And uh, he's got the, the latest not only on that, but uh, he's he's been reporting on the Michael Irvin lawsuit as well. And there's developments there we can tell you about coming up a little bit later on. Baseball stuff and the coolest thing we've seen yet with the new pitch clock is next year on 105.3 The Fan.
5: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?
3: Yes, sir. Welcome back, Nation. We're live in Surprise, where the Rangers, they lead the Rockies one zip. Uh, Nathaniel Lowe with uh, RBI sack fly there to deep left field just moments ago. Garcia now at the plate with a couple of outs. And our coverage is brought to you by Sonic. Mm. 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 Good. Mm. Oh, good. Mm. Good. G-Bag of the Day coming up here in eight minutes. Here's Chiafala with some baseball stuff.
4: Speaking of, mm, good. How about Max Scherzer, gentlemen? And he's come crotch first into this whole pitch clock thing like, yeah, this is no problem. I'm going to work this bad boy. I'm going to mind bleep these guys on the mound, and uh, I'm going to stay being my Mad Max dominant self. And he proved it yesterday. Here is uh, the 27 seconds it took to strike a guy out yesterday. He was just humming on the mound. Here's Max uh, Scherzer. Here is Joey Meneses, who had a start to his career unlike virtually anybody in the history of the game.
3: Came up last year as a 30-year-old rookie after 11 years in the minor leagues.
0: And nearly won himself a Rookie of the Year award. I mean, 324, 13 home runs, 34 RBIs, and just 222
1: at-bats, a 930 OPS for a guy who was never even on a
0: major league camp before Scherzer takes care of him on 3 pitches. Go sit down, Joey. Man. <laughs> wow. That was the it's
4: entire... different year for year. A sprint. Wow. Uh, the entire at bat, dude. Scherzer was just, give me the ball. Okay, I'm ripping Boom. it again. Give it back. Okay, here's a strike. 3 and yes. out, bro. Yes. See, this is the thing that needs to be celebrated because these pitchers need to go for the record now. What's the record? 27 seconds? I I think Scherzer is going all in at 27 seconds to start the bidding. Who can beat it? Can we go faster? I don't know. He's a
2: quick worker, man. That's tough.
4: Yeah, going going faster than him would probably prove to be extremely difficult. But I think these guys are going to they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna challenge
3: the
2: him. Competition, maybe like a Garrett Cole, who knows? Okay, it's, well, hey, car- our own
3: Degrom, huh? Yeah, maybe Degrom. Cardio is going to become a factor. I mean, lots of different things will become a factor. But uh, I was talking with Baskey about this, and he said the Rays had done a lot of research and found out that if they could get their guys to wait twenty seconds, the average mile of their fastball went up by two. Right, So if you're working fast, you're giving up two to three miles per hour every time you throw. And I I think cardio is going to become massively important, but it's pretty impressive that Scherzer comes in shape like that. Start one of spring training, throws out a 27-second strikeout. That's a guy that's keeping his body
4: dialed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you can see the vascularity in in his (laughs) forearms. I haven't seen anything like that since we met Troy Aikman at uh, Bar-Louis, was it? Yeah, Bar-Louis, right
1: there for the draft.
4: But if the cardio is going to be a thing, so maybe a guy like David Wells is just – Bleep in the pitch yeah, clock I these days. He's like, going to be in trouble. Might <laughs> this, need some oxygen out there. This was not something that a, Cologne wouldn't have worked. <laughs> <it out. laughs> uh, nope, aged out. Yeah. Throwback CC Sabathia is like <laughs> this pitch clock can go f itself. You, you know what? It?
1: The thing with Scherzer too. I saw a deal where he's now part of using the pitch com on his wrist. Like, he's calling pitches, and yes. he's dictating this yeah, bad boy. His th- catcher's just like, yeah, catch- tell me. Catcher's just setting up, holding the mid-up, and then boom, there's the there's <laughs> yeah, the ball right it's there. It's
2: interesting because we sat in with Bochy's pregame presser today. Were you on the couch was... with him? Where were you guys? Oh, you said no, him? no, we sat. We, we, we I were, was on his lap, we were, actually. We were prim and proper for Bochy. You know, you don't want to get on the wrong side of Bochy. But he was talking about how there might be one Rangers pitcher, which I'm going to speculate is probably DeGrom's, because yeah. he was teammates with Scherzer. It would make some sense here that will also probably call his own pitches and not use the pitch device so it's kind of fascinating to think about
4: it it is fun to see which pitchers are going to want to deal with it which ones will not uh but yeah i guess we would all assume maybe it's degrom if scherzer's that kind of guy maybe degrom's that kind of guy as well but that'll be that'll be fun we'll have to ask chris young if we're able to catch up with him sometime today or this week mm. uh if he's got an idea of, of who that might be uh but yeah rangers up one uh 1-0 right now this is this is very very exciting the offense is is grooving, baby, and and speaking of grooving, meeting Nate Lowe today uh, for the first time in person inside the clubhouse with the mustache. He claimed that he is the funnest guy on the team, right and on. I do feel like there's an obligation there if you're going to claim that you got to have the mustache. And so that was fun to to hang out with him. Speaking of grooving,
3: Jonah Heim there with the nice little flare into right field. I'll have you know, I won the county first place tournament with a hit just like that oh, about uh, about 35 years ago.
4: Well, how about it,
3: man? Yeah, it was pretty impressive.
1: Was it an excuse me swing? Yeah, I was a little late. I was a little late, it, that was, that was
3: I was right on time for my career. Did yeah. you pimp it? <laughs> oh, big time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh Young's was come legendary. up. Oh, dude,
4: I cannot wait Let's for go, this, Josh, bro. Josh. <laughs> come on, Josh. Here we go, Josh. All right, so I got the five most overpaid players for the 2023 season. Congratulations to the Orioles. They are no longer being completely penalized uh, as Chris, Bo- uh, Chris Davis is off the MLB books for the first time since 2016. We can all acknowledge Chris Davis. Uh, being the guy who's had the worst contract for a while now. Uh, was making twenty-three million a year from eighteen till last year in those five seasons. He hit a 169, 28 runs, 249 games. And so uh pretty bad. But now Chris Davis is set to receive forty-two million dollars in deferred payments in a fifteen year period from twenty-three to twenty thirty-seven uh, as a residual uh, after-effect of Cha-ching. his seven-year, $161 million contract. He signed that with the Orioles in 2016. So he received all $23 million salary last year. Now he's going to go $9 million annually annually uh, until 2025, and a half million annually from 2026 to 2032 and then 1.4 mil from 2033 to 2037 that's how that contract's going to play out so Whew. not technically a top fiver for this year because he's off the books but did want to at least make that note the Orioles and uh well Chris Davis he, he can kick those feet up for a while and just uh enjoy that Bobby Bonilla
2: sort of yep. lifestyle former Ranger Chris Davis he's living the lavish life
1: hey I just noticed something out with those outfielders is the middle umpire his slack's a different color than everyone else? The yeah, he's got light gray. A little bit What's lighter? up with that? Well, Is he's that... got some
4: more flair because it looks like he's got a little red sneaker situation going on. Is as he well. kind of
1: wearing his just whatever he wants out there? Kind of a gear. It seems
4: like he's a guy that cares about his drip. He wants to be a bit of a tastemaker here on the diamond. Okay, and, and maybe he hmm. will. Uh, maybe he will put the pressure on his uh, umpire teammates to step up there. I don't know
2: wh- if you know this guy, but I think you're making excuses. I think you're right, Brian. I don't think he got the memo. I, I think he's just I think trying he to just...
1: be. His, I think he's trying to be his own guy out there.
2: Maybe he made a little rookie mistake the same
4: way. Walter chuck and i did in the clubhouse this morning
2: i I think so i don't think he got the uniform right
4: aaron hicks of the yankees he's set to make about 11 million this year as uh their left fielder and this dude they got ahead of it uh 2019 seven years 70 million he's been really bad so he's number five how about this one though thank god the rangers didn't make this move (laughs) with anthony rendon uh the angels have the luxury of paying him almost 39 million dollars this year uh, he's been banged up, not very good. Jackie Bradley Jr. is still costing the Red Sox $8 million this year, though he is no longer on their team. I don't even believe he's on an MLB team at all right now. Anybody could just pick still him up agent, if yeah. they wanted to. Uh, but they're going to pay him $8 million this year. Patrick Corbin, Washington Nationals, $25 million.
2: Gosh, he's really on the downward.
4: Oh, yeah, 6-19, over a 6 ERA. Uh, just pure rock bottom for him last year, and then the next one and the the, the worst contract in the sport for this season. And it is sad; it does kind of bum me out. Steven Strasburg, uh, also Washington Nationals, thirty five million. Gosh, he's he's up, made uh, a lot of money made for so just... much. Well, oh, he's made a ton, but in he terms... had the thoracic. Are they still? Outlet are they syndrome. still load Ooh. management
1: guy? I mean, it seemed like every week he was a load management guy.
4: Yeah, he's dealing with the the TOS, and so that has. I mean, that's that ruined Matt Harvey uh and, and some other guys so it seems like it's ruined strasburg i don't even think he's at spring training right now at the nationals he's not and he's costing them 35 million so there's your top five most overpaid for the 2023 mlb season boys young's coming up with the bases loaded here chris davis may be the ultimate dodge bullet for the rangers over the last 10 years him and, and rendon
3: yeah. oh just uh just a, a, a you know great he goes to baltimore and, and has this incredible year if he'd had it with the rangers you know jd to giving him you know 80 million bucks a year something like that well, we'll that's the be beauty i mean him.
2: you talked to people in, in baseball circles you find out Anthony Rendon's a guy that's super talented really good at baseball but just doesn't love the sport
3: oh wow okay it's, yeah it's, it's hard to be successful for long if you don't looks like the Iraqi seg- second baseman is down Josh Young waiting at the plate to hit with bases loaded we'll give you the update but it's time now for the g-bag of the day here's Lucius
0: Sal Passe, great day to the DFW. Uh, you know. Step on outside and get you some vitamin D there, people. There we go. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can get this drop right. There we go, there we go, there we go. Reach, we go. reach. Hey, Anthony Rendon is that guy that looks like Curly Bill from Tombstone, right? Yes. Okay, just make sure was the right guy stage. looks just yep. like him. That's
4: him. Curly so Bill. Yeah. Curly Bill would have been uh, probably a better player for the Angels.
0: Yeah. <laughs> y'all killed two Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Our winner and champ, by the way, we do this every day at 2.30 on the fan. If you see anything out there, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on social media, y'all. I'll try to put it in a mix. It's a combo from the XFL. We have the Guardians quarterback just trying to get his huddle, He's trying to get his offense together. Let me get this play out, y'all. All right, tight. Act two, hot. All right, tight. Act two. Shut the f*** up, y'all. Listen. Act two, hot. one one Ready? Nothing worse than when an offensive lineman's suggesting a play call. That is hilarious. (laughs) That is hilarious at the end. He is wildin'.
4: Remember when Jeff Saturday tried to tell Peyton
0: Manning what they should
1: call... run the ball more
0: kind of guy. Manning just
4: completely undressed him on the sidelines.
0: (laughs) And we have WFAA-TV reporter... William Joy takes a shot at the Cowboys for no good reason.
2: Yeah, even though attendance was pretty decent today, the weather probably kept a lot of people away. There were a lot of people in heavy winter coats, a lot of people in blankets, but frankly, I think people are just excited to have a team in Arlington that actually plays football games in February. Live in Arlington, I'm William Joy. Come on, William.
1: Yeah, you're going places, William. You are going places, my friend.
0: He's going to get his little pass revoked. Oh, no, no. This is no. not working.
1: No, what? They're not going to let him in the building uh, you think? Come on.
4: <laughs> is that the most disrespectful way to get fired? Like, not by the email or a random phone call, but just show up one day and your card doesn't work and you're uh, like, okay. I guess, I guess this is it. I like,
1: think it's what is worried about him getting in the star. Yeah, you know, and covering the team. Man, for sure. yeah,
0: uh, yeah. yeah, like that, like that yeah. guy on Hard Knocks. Exactly, when his car wasn't working. He had the, the camera right work. there. Yeah. Like, amazing. man, y'all could have told me. Y'all knew this. That's why y'all was following me. <laughs> Should have said something, bro. Uh, Radio Raheem, he covers boxing. He's been getting roasted for about two days straight now since the since the boxing match on Sunday with Jake Paul. Gotcha. Yeah, here he is, right here. He was interviewing. Logan Paul. And Logan Paul said, I love you to his brother Jake Paul out there in the ring. And Radio Raheem just in the moment didn't even think about it. Thought the I love you was for him. I said, Jake, I love you. I'm not going to give you a big speech. I know you got this, but either come back victorious or come back on your shield. I love you, bro.
4: I love you, too, man. How do you
0: feel <laughs> like
1: he's doing so yeah. far in the front? Oh, boy. <laughs> Radio, radio's <laughs> on it. They've been roasting him for
0: two days. I love you, too. I love man. you, too,
1: man. <laughs> it's kind of like Clarence Hill does the same thing. You know, I think he's not really paying attention to anything. Ouch! Ouch! ouch. Hey,
0: Chill's a good dude. He I love Chill. Doesn't, doesn't sometimes pay attention, <laughs> oh. though. He just doesn't. Oh, man. Yeah, Radio Raheem, he's been getting roasted. He's having fun. With though, so you can follow him on Twitter, it's pretty fun. Here he is, uh, talking to Jake Paul right after the fight. This man was in love.
1: Fight was one of the most difficult things you had to do, but fighting the way you did that makes you a <laughs> true.
3: Wow, it's <laughs> an interesting style.
0: <laughs> he was in love. <laughs> uh, let's see what else I got for you, boys. Jack,
1: you threw those three interceptions out there today. God, I there was some of great effort. <laughs>
2: Uh, The velocity on those balls. It's not your fault.
0: (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Mississippi Valley student broadcasters. Remember those guys? Oh, this is the best. Yes. Shout out to Eric for sending me this. I didn't even know they were still just getting in their bag right here, (laughs) man. They're
1: still broadcasting right now. They're still on fire. Yeah,
0: they're still (laughs) broadcasting (laughs) right now as we speak. Yeah, Yeah, they are Liddy, Liddy, Liddy.
5: Oh, they ain't going to call a foul?
0: (laughs) They ain't going to call a foul? Oh! He's single-handedly tearing. He's is single-handedly. Fire. He got the Delta devils in, in his back. He got the Delta devils in his back pocket. He needs to cut He needs to cut a
1: fire <laughs> on. We live. We live. <laughs> yes. I love these guys. What? Three's and eight first. Yes.
4: Freestyle. That is so <laughs> good.
1: Yes.
0: He's just blacked it out. He just blacked it out. <laughs> He's black design. <laughs> hey. Hey. he's black design. What? He black design. I bet. He said black design. What are you? Yeah, we here. We lit. What? We in here. We, we lit. lit. We in here. We yeah. lit. Yeah. Yeah, we in here. We yeah. lit. Yeah. Terry collar. Terry Curry. Terry Curry. Terry Curry. <laughs> Terry Terry <laughs> Curry.
3: Terry <laughs> Curry. Curry. Oh dang, dude. We need to get these guys graduated <laughs> and get them in a booth. Yes. 82 games a year. Yeah. Move over road. It's going to be a bidding war. Fantastic.
0: <laughs> we in here, we lit. We in here, we lit.
3: Shoot, timeouts will never be the same. <laughs> Tony, so
0: Curry, Tony Curry, Tony <laughs> Curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Josh Young down swinging, by
3: the way, Lucius. Ouch. He crowds the plate quite Come a bit. Come on, man. He? Yep.
0: Yeah, he does. Uh, Not a lot of room. Hey, Bill Walton has an NBA simulcast. Oh. It's called to throw Uh-oh. it down. Like it. the Peyton call brothers him, and everything, Payton brothers, yeah, the man. Manning brothers. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, here he is talking about he always comes under. I don't know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah. A sacred honor. My goodness. How long was that speech by you? Not to long enough. It was two minutes and fifty-one seconds. They've got a timer on you now. Well, I only had three minutes.
5: Oh, you so came in under.
1: Well, I always do.
3: <laughs> oh, that. That is. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> That one is a whopper right there. <laughs> <laughs> Never too old to make a joke like that, I guess. The, uh, the Walton got cast. his fastball working. The Walton yeah. cast is pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Tracy Morgan was on there last night, uh, and Bill Walton is always making Grateful Dead references. You know, yeah. Yeah. even if nobody else realizes it, he's they always going to talk yeah. about the Grateful yeah. Dead because that's one of the only things in his mind. Uh, You're talking to Tracy Moore. Uh,
1: Tracy, share with us the atmosphere inside Madison Square Garden from a fan experience, from a performer's experience as well, too.
2: One word? Fire. Fire. The garden is on fire. Fire? Fire. Do you know Fire on the mountain. Fire. Mm -hmm. Do you know what John Lennon called New York City? He called it Rome. We are gladiators.
1: Jeez, bro, what a weird bro, broadcast!
0: Bill, "Fire on the Mountain" is a, a Grateful Dead song. anyway a song, yeah. 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 Sorry,
3: Grateful Dead didn't do a song about Rome. Yeah. Uh, come back <laughs> yeah. that one, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Bill Walton simulcast? Do we have any other nominees? Nah, that's to get it, bro. Riches? That's it, bro. Okay, Bill Walton. Is it Mississippi Valley? Is it Radio Raheem covering boxing or the championship combo platter? I'm going to start the voting today, and I'll go with Mississippi Valley State Student Broadcasters. Wolchuk,
2: how about you? I uh, second that, Mississippi State Valley Student Broadcasters. Do you follow? No brainer. Broadest. Yeah, it's got to be those kids in the broadcast booth. Lucius?
0: Hey, you know what's funny? SNL made fun of Bill Walton and his references to the Grateful Dead just this Saturday. Oh, wow. and there he oh, is! Hey. There he is, serving it up back to the universe like so he always does. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even—I don't. I'm not even needed on this vote right here. <laughs> <laughs> we love
3: you. Yeah. You're new. G Bag of the Day champions by unanimous decision. Mississippi Valley State's student broadcasters. If you ever do miss the G Bag of the Day, you want to come back for LA Live with Lucius Alexander every night about five forty, five forty ish and that's the number one rated segment in Afternoon Drive yes, sir, all of DFW Radio, so you will not miss out on on any good good times if you come back around about 540. Today's okay. going to be a
0: Toxic Tuesday, by the way. Toxic okay. Tuesday, a lot Ooh. of toxic stuff. We might all get right. canceled. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a good tease right there. Spring training coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mmm, Good. Krusty's Corner's
1: coming up next. Where are we going with that, well, sir? Well, in, in spirit of Lucius, we're going to do a Toxic Mock.
2: Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: All right, welcome back, G-Bag Nation. Was that a strike-em-out, throw-em-out double play? Yes, Hello. Holy cow. Jonah Heim. End of one in, uh, no, end of one and a half in surprise. Rangers lead the Rockies two to one. Here's Brian with Krusty's corner.
1: Thank you very much. Kind of a nifty throw down there to make that yeah. play. So. Jonah
2: is the Rangers' fourth best player according to War wins above replacement. I think wow. people undervalue just how good Jonah Heim was last year. And that, Show him some damn respect, Chief.
1: And that that trade, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
4: man, if, if his personality comes along with it, if it grows like his game, then we could be talking about one of the all-timers.
1: <laughs> and that trade, we got him for for Elvis, right? Yes. That was the Elvis trade. Yeah. All right. Good, good deal. Trade. Good job there. Good job of getting that done. All right. I promise you uh, the athletic uh, did a mock draft, a three round mock draft.
4: That's a pretty decent size pretty, mock Yeah, this pretty time decent of year. side.
1: And I want to focus on the, the picks that were made for the Cowboys, but I want to see if the guys that were taken after this particular pick would have maybe interest you more. Now, I know we got Wolchuk that's uh, studying this stuff pretty extensively. You guys are kind of catching up with, uh, with Zach and I, too. I just want to make sure with you guys, too, not about the position. You know, would this be something that at this particular time, when we start to talk about what the Cowboys might need, is it wide receivers, defensive tackles, safeties, and all that, okay. Did they make the right, you know, was it the right position player for what you're thinking? And this, I'll also
3: watch the first 15 seconds of their highlight reel so I can get a good educated opinion for you, Bronis. There you us. go. Well,
1: I appreciate that. It's like yeah. a hell of a
4: good deal. Scouts Gavin.
1: Usually Scout Gavin is really good. His his analysis of, of, of Terrence Steele, Yep. I think was pretty impressive well, that a, one
4: time. He's a lot like Max Scherzer that way. He can make magic happen in 15 seconds.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> More ways than one, right? All right, here we go. This is from a, a gentleman named Nick Bumgardner from the Athletic. This oh, is like man. I wonder if this. I need to talk to Dane. Is this like kind of competition guy for Dane? No, Uh-oh. no, no, Uh-oh. no, Bum is coming for our guy. Brewbler. Nick Bumgardner. Maybe he's related to Matt Bum. Matt Bumgardner, but anyway, all right. Here it goes: the uh, the Athletics three uh, round mock draft. At number twenty six, the Cowboys are going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the yes. wide receiver from Ohio State. No, from Rockwall. From Rockwall?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is Rockwall. He good. is or no? Yeah, I, I was about
1: to say. It. I yeah. say, yeah. good
4: on that one, Broadus. I like that one.
1: Okay, now let's let's focus in on the position the wide receiver position are we good with them potentially grabbing a wide receiver at 26 100
4: percent i am i think that is to me that is as the roster stands right now uh probably the most glaring need is just playmakers in general on offense and in particular wide receivers so if you can land uh, Jackson Smith is considered a top four receiver, right? Maybe he's number yeah, one on like my Walchuk. board. He is. Yeah. Maybe he's number four, but he's You're in right. the top four, and he will be gone in the first round. If you end up with any one of those top four receivers, I think, and you stayed at twenty six to do it, I think you you hit an absolute home run. Would I prefer, a receiver that's got a ridiculous amount of speed, of course. But now I'm being greedy. This guy I know is a great route runner. I know he's a great catcher of the football. Like we saw crazy catches from him, not only in high school but at Ohio State. So I would love this absolutely yeah
3: well, that'd be great for yeah. me sure if you know my only way i have a problem with you just is if you just upgrade your playmakers I, I think you you need to invest a little bit in the offensive line one way or another
2: you're getting the best receiver in the draft here if he falls to you at 27 and uh people might view this differently i think you're overthinking the process dong ball hello and that's the clint chicks Frazier. are digging it yep that's clint Frazier who's trying to make this baseball team he's dh'ing today just made it 4-1. And uh, that is a two-run two homer for Clint Frazier. But, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, he was, I thought, the best receiver at Ohio State a year ago when he was healthy, and he just had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave come in and dominate the NFL as rookies. And both of them in interviews with Jackson Smith and Jigba sat with him and they told people, this kid's better than us. I think he's an outstanding route runner. He's a wide receiver's best friend. He does an excellent job in the scramble drill of working back towards uh, the the quarterback to get into his vision. Mm -hmm. He does an excellent job of body control, working along the sideline, making extending catches. I mean, he, he, to me, He's not exactly a burner, but he's fast enough. He creates separation. I love everything about his game. The one question would be, yes, he was out this year due to injury with the soft tissue stuff, but I don't think that's ever been really a big problem for him outside of the season. I don't think he's an injury-prone guy. I love him. He's wide receiver one for me. You get him here, it's a steal.
1: I think being on my board is number four the fourth wide receiver on my board so picking at 26 if you told me you had to grab a receiver makes a lot of sense for me right there i mean i can't help
4: but just be curious and i love this and it's the subjectivity of all of it but what would your evaluation be of him brought us as to I think why is he at number four i think
1: the speed i think it's okay. going to be the speed about okay. it and i think some people like zach was talking about the questions with the soft tissue stuff all right, let me ask you then this, though, Zach, real quickly. The guys that you missed that went behind him, that you could have taken. Okay. Osiris Torrance, we could talk about him. He's the guard from Florida. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah that oh. a lot of people like. Yeah. Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle from Michigan, mm-hmm. could have been a guy. And then Nolan Smith, the edge from Georgia. Okay. Did you miss out? I mean, I know of, of on your board you probably would have Smith and Jigba over all those guys right yes. there. But would you say, how would you handicap the next set? Would you say that the guard, tight end,
2: defensive tackle, or edge? Would have been two for two. Yeah, been, I, personally, just based on player, I would have had it Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Kincaid, Torrance, Smith, Nolan Smith, that is, yeah. than then, uh, Mozzie Smith.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you on that. I think the guard is a I think the guard is something you absolutely have to consider here. If you get wiped out, the tight end might be the the way to go there as well. The defensive tackle, I don't think that they would go for a one technique at that spot. Nolan Smith as an edge I think is really, really underrated. So I do like the pick. Okay, with the second round pick at pick fifty nine, they went with with Kai Blue Kelly. Caillou Blue Kelly, the cornerback from Stanford. I'm sorry. Interesting. Caill- Caillou Blue Kelly is his name from Stanford. Yeah, that's, a- that's his name, yeah.
4: Wait, is his first name Caillou Blue? Caillou Blue. Okay. Caillou Blue, cornerback for
1: Stanford. His okay. name's a sentence. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Is. Do you like the fat guys that they address
2: the cornerback spot? The fat guys or the fact?
3: I love what they're doing. You know, I, I think they've, they've done a nice job evaluating guys round two at cornerback. I am happy. Yeah. Yeah. Kelvin Joseph may be a swing and a miss, but the other guys they've taken over the last six years in the first two days of the draft, I'd be confident.
4: I have three sports names for you guys right now. They're all sentences. Which would you rather be? Former NFL defensive coordinator Dean Pease, former (laughs) baseball player Raleigh Fingers, or this new guy, Caillou Blue?
2: Raleigh Fingers, because I'm a finger guy.
4: Yeah, you are. Caillou
1: Blue sounds like a lot of fun.
4: Caillou Blue, Kelly. I'll uh, I'll be Dean Pease.
1: Okay. In the missed category, <laughs> Jamar Gibbs, the running back from Alabama. Ooh. John Michael Smith, the center from Michigan. Or, uh, excuse me, Minnesota. Don't do this to me. And Christopher Smith, the safety from Georgia. Oh. How do you see that? You no. had all those guys available for you. Now, the positions, again, running back, center, that could be a guard, and then a safety.
2: Uh, text i Six like, points
3: out. Let's go with the Smiths. They're on a good run with them.
2: Yeah, I like Kelly, uh, but I think I would have gone with. Uh, John Michael Schmitz is my favorite out of these guys. He's the best player, in my I opinion. I always prefer John Jacob, but John Michael, not too bad. Uh, and I like, but it, t- to me, I'd have taken John Michael Schmitz. He's my favorite player out of these, but it's hard to pass up on Gibbs.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, I was,
2: I was just thinking the same thing. There's a
1: second round running. I have a first round grade on Gibbs. Yeah, like
2: Gibbs is a, Gibbs is an all around talent, man. That dude's hard to pass up there in the second round if you can get him at 59. It now, certainly
1: is.
4: Outside looking in, I would say, man, if you lock in on a guard you really like, now you feel like you've solidified your offensive line and a playmaker in round one. Yeah. Can't I go get a pretty solid running back in round three, four, five?
2: And I could see Kelly. I put in my notes like I like him, but I think he's going to give up some big plays.
1: Very well could at that. I don't, I don't particularly like that pick. Okay, and my final pick in the third round. At pick 91, Colby Wooden uh, from a defensive tackle from Auburn uh, would be at 91. He's kind of a guy that could play tackle or defensive end. What do you think about him? I didn't
2: love Wooden. Yeah. Uh, he, to me, he didn't. Uh, my notes for him were pretty bad. Okay. The, <laughs> the guys you missed on.
4: I'd like to hear those.
1: The Dell, the wide receiver from Houston. Rasheed Rice from SMU, a wide receiver. She- Ty J. Spears, the running back from Tulane. And Eli Ricks,
2: the corner from Alabama. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back to the second round. We're passing on Gibbs. We're going to take my guy, John Michael Schmitz. And then yes. we're going to take my man crush, Ty J. Spears, out of Tulane. And we're set. There we go. We, f- we fixed this thing. Th-
4: we did Walchuk's favorite draft. He got his favorite receiver. He got one of his favorite guards. And then we got one of his favorite running backs.
2: Those are three of my man crushes.
4: Get in the war room with, with these guys, Walchuk. I kind
1: of feel like that the way he just did that would be great. I would I know the days working on the draft if you told me you had those 3 guys. I would absolutely I like that draft what he just talked about better than what they just did here at The
2: Athletic. and Yeah, uh, that's what you call kudos right yep. there, Wolchuk. Thank you. He did Good a job. hell of a job.
1: Thank you guys for playing along today. Thank
2: you, Brian. Krusty's Corner every afternoon about 2.40. Woolchuck, where are we going next? Well, you know what? I got some Ranger news for you. Who's going to be their breakout star this year? And it's a guy that maybe we're not talking enough about. Plus, what would you give Luca for his birthday next on The Fan?
5: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?